Armando Baycott is back and it's great news, but here's the thing. It ain't that shocking. In this era, this was always the more likely result. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Thursday, March 23rd, 2023. Welcome in to the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for joining us following what was a whirlwind of a Wednesday. Coming up on today's show, we are going to talk about that whirlwind. We'll get to the Puff Johnson news. We'll get to what the, the roster looks like for next year at this point, how many scholarships are available, all that stuff that you know I've always got for you. But first, we got to talk about number five coming back for number five. That's right. Hashtag five for five. I mean, legitimately, it felt like today's show was going to be another counseling session because as of Wednesday morning, Carolina had already lost three transfers and there was now a fourth in Puff Johnson. Here we go. Counseling again. But then the sun came blazing through the clouds. And Armando Baycott is coming back. This was the news. It was great news. And hopefully did something to turn around your Wednesday. And so it's not the podcast I thought we were going to be having today, but I am so thankful that this is the podcast we were having. Because when the Puff Johnson news broke, that moved to the top of the show. I was planning to do a stay or go like we did for Armando the other day for RJ for Thursday's show. I guess we're gonna have to bump that a day unless Armand or unless RJ says he's coming back that would be great so the puff mo- news moved to the top of the show and then Mondo blew that all up and he moved to the top of the show and bumped puff down to the second segment so Armando said this to I believe it was stadium uh, he said quote I'm using my last year of eligibility I felt it was the right decision for my future. And I agree with that. In this day and age, with him able to do what he's able to do from a financial standpoint and from coming back because of the COVID year, this just makes sense. I I hope you can see that as clearly as I can. And I mentioned that stay or go show literally on Tuesday show. We did a stay or go for Armando Baycott. I laid out the reasons why it would make sense to stay the reasons it would make sense to go. And uh, clearly he decided that the reasons to stay outweighed those reasons to go. As for the COVID eligibility, keep in mind, everybody in Armando's class, and then there's one more class, the class that is RJ and Caleb and Puff Johnson. That class is the last class that will have the opportunity to take advantage of COVID eligibility. Leakey did it this past year, as did Pete Nance. Now keep in mind, The first two years of that, um, you could not, uh, or those scholarships counted not in the scholarship count. And so you could have your usual 13 allotment plus a couple more if needed. Starting this most recent year, so Leakey and Pete, their scholarships counted against that 13 max. That means Armando's will as well. So we'll factor that in when we talk about the scholarship math here in a little bit. I'll show you the full chart and everything you know my little rainbow chart that I make yeah that's coming up so keep that in mind what I love about the timing of this and I don't know if it's intentional or not but let's think back 
to football season. Everything ended. Carolina is losing multiple transfers because that's the thing. That, that's the era we live in now. People are just going to transfer, right? It, it is what it is. And so um, Tony Grimes was leaving, Storm Duck, losing an offensive coordinator, right? Like Coach Longo heading up to Wisconsin. Literally the same day that the Longo news broke was when Drake May announced that he was staying in Chapel Hill. I've never heard, I've still not been able to, to find that if that was intentional to like help stem the tide and let everyone know, Hey, it's going to be okay. Some of these other people are leaving, but your quarterback is staying. Whether or not Armando did this intentionally on this day, the day that the Puff Johnson news broke, it's that same kind of storyline for me. Hey, your quarterback is staying, right? Does that make sense to you? Like, you know that these other guys are out, but Puff Johnson is gone. And But guess what? Armando Baycott is staying. Your quarterback, as it were. Um, he, he's just, he's the face of this thing. It, it, he just is. And he's staying. And I think that helps um, in so many ways because it helps. Hey, if I'm a recruit or a transfer portal person and I want to come to Carolina, I know that Armando Baycott's going to be there. This is all part of Coach Davis's decision to not play in the NIT because you start losing these guys out, but here comes Armando. And hand up, I've been critical of the decision to not play in the NIT, and I still don't love it. But when you see stuff like this happening, it makes some sense because it allows Carolina to get moving more quickly in the transfer portal, gets Armando able to say, hey, I'm back, I'm here. And then that really helps the coaching staff in their recruiting in their recruiting, excuse me. And so what, like, let's just reiterate some of those reasons for Armando to stay. Cause again, as I said off the top, this is not shocking and is the most likely result, quite frankly, in the era we're in. Why? So let's talk about it. Armando Baycott is not a modern NBA big man. I mean, that's, that's the place to start because if he was, he would have left probably two or three years ago and gone to the NBA. Now, his rebounding, that translates. That's one of the things that scouts often talk about. Rebounding translates across divisions. But Armando can't step out and hit a shot. I mean, I guess technically he can. He hasn't shown the ability to do that consistently while in college. What Can, can I say it that way? Yeah, you hear that. Um, he's not quite consistent enough around the rim. Needs to do that more. It's these kind of things that make him not NBA material right now. 20 years ago, yeah, he would have been in. And before the NIL era, he would have been in already. It is curious, though, to me that he's not testing the water. She did the same thing last year. To go and, and really get that FaceTime with NBA execs and others to figure out what it is he needs to do, but get them the opportunity to know him because that personality of his man, it translates through. And I think when you get to encounter him, you realize, Hey, this is somebody we want in our franchise. Again, another reason this was always the more likely result is Armando is just quite frankly, raking it in because of name image and likeness. He's making so much money as being a member of the Tar Heels. Why go and risk that? When it's like, hey, I got one more year, one more opportunity to do this. I can set myself and future generations up of my family for life. So do it. Another thing, Armando Baycott loves Carolina. 
And Carolina loves Armando Baycott. So if you got another chance to do that one more, do it. Why not? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've talked about this, but there's so much more for Armando to accomplish, even though he's accomplished so much already. If I'm him, I want to show that this year was a fluke with injuries and the end of last season. I want to do everything I can to build up those ankles, uh, whether it's new shoes or whatever, and have a fully healthy 23-24 season. Make good on that ACC Player of the Year promise, which he'll probably voted uh, be chosen as again next year. Let me do what I need to do to get my jersey in the rafters to win at a high level throughout the regular season, right? Like Carolina hasn't done that throughout his four years. It's been a rough four years for Carolina, the final two of Coach Williams and the first two of Coach Davis. So let me come back and be part of a team that wins an ACC regular season or a team that wins an ACC tournament championship or a team that finishes off what Carolina wasn't able to do last year in the final couple minutes of the national championship game. That's what Armando wants to do, and I'm waiting to see it. And then the other thing is exposure. Right, like he's going to have more exposure playing for the Tar Heels than he would playing in the G League or overseas. That's just a fact. More, more TV eyeballs, more eyeballs live and in person, and being part of the NCAA, regardless of how messed up it is at times, is just it. It just is better exposure for him uh, to continue to market himself to anyone who wants to hire him. And so this all makes a ton of sense to me. I'm not surprised by it. And frankly, I don't think you should be either. You got your building block. You got Armando back. Let's go forward. Well, unfortunately, though, as we've already talked about, even in the midst of Armando coming back earlier on Wednesday, we learned about Puff Johnson piecing out from North Carolina. Woof, was not ready for that. We're going to talk about it in just a second. But first, this episode is brought to you by our partners at FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So download the FanDuel Sportsbook app right now. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores, three-pointers drained, any of this weekend's Sweet 16 or Elite 8 action, make sure you get in on it. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine those bets for a chance at an even bigger payout with the same game parlay. So friends, don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Once again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn all about it. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, there's all the Armando Baycott news that is fit to print. Uh, but at the same time, we do have to report the sad news about Puff Johnson going portaling. Puff went portaling. And I got to tell you, folks, this is what hurts. Like, let's just put the cards on the table, uh, strip off our defenses, and be emotional and vulnerable for, for a second. This one's hard. Um. And it is, quite frankly, the biggest surprise of all four of the transfers out so far. I expected Dontre Styles to go. I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner, honestly. I thought he would have transferred after last year. I wouldn't have been shocked if Justin McCoy stayed, but he just wasn't going to get the opportunities in Chapel Hill to play. So I wasn't, you know, kind of expected that one too. 
the Tyler Nickel news. I will say that was very unexpected for me. Not it, it was expected in terms of the lack of playing time. It was unexpected in terms of what he had discussed about wanting to to learn and grow and develop with the hope of moving more into the lineup next season. So that one caught me off guard. But this one, this one floored me, the Puff Johnson news. He has what I think is a really big role for Carolina. He clearly has the trust of Coach Davis and the coaching staff to go out and do impressive things. Um, I I mean, it, it makes me wonder if it's the kind of thing where he was thinking, Listen, I, I want to go somewhere where I know I'm going to start. For example, he would have started this year if Pete Nance hadn't transferred in. I've got to expect right now he would have been in line to be the starting three next season. But you know that Coach Davis is going to want to bring in somebody that is a more prolific shooter to, to start in that role. It just is what it is. And you hate it for Puff because so much of it is injuries that have held him back from really reaching his ceiling or potential. You saw what Cam, his older brother, was able to do in his two years at North Carolina, having a pretty good, albeit injury-plagued first season, and then Cam's second year at North Carolina catapulted him into the lottery that next year when he was drafted by uh, the Suns. And, I mean, look at what he's – I mean, he's having a really strong NBA career so far. I I hoped for that same trajectory and path for Puff, but it's not to be. So he enters the transfer portal, the fourth of Carolina's 13 scholarship players from last season. I mean, that's wild, wild to think about. But again, this is the landscape of college athletics right now. It just is. It's it's so free agency heavy. And in fact, we're going to talk about either on Friday's show or maybe next week. I want to have a conversation about how difficult it is to build a program right now versus one-year teams because free agency is the name of the game at this point. People are going to leave, and you can't be shocked by it. For example, also on Wednesday, Arizona, one of their starting guards, Kirk Risa, entered the transfer portal. Arizona has been one of the winningest programs in the nation over the past two seasons, and he showed it again. And so... Ultimately, at the end of the day, nothing anymore is going to, I guess, completely floor us or catch us off guard. And I shouldn't have let this because it's just going to happen. But it did. And like that's that's where we're at. So with, with Puff, man, like, for example, I was planning to say this off the top of today's show before the Baycott news broke. A member of the upcoming senior class has decided to transfer and I would not have guessed it to be the person who it is, but it is, right? Like, if, if you had told me a member of the upcoming senior class was going to transfer, I would have guessed Kayla Berarje. But it's Puff. It, it is the most shocking thing. But again, it shouldn't be ultimately overwhelmingly shocking. And so here we go. We move on. We see what's happened. And, and we just have to live with it, accept it, and deal with it as the reality of college athletics in 2023, right? We wish Puff the best. Hopefully he finds a good landing spot. Would love it if he would go um, somewhere back up home near um, Moon Township, Pennsylvania. Just please don't go to Pitt, Puff, right? Like, do not go to Pitt, which I I don't even want to think about that right now, but we'll see. Obviously, 
all four of these guys that have transferred out are going to land somewhere and we'll have to wait to see what that is. Well, Puff is gone. Armando's coming back. What does it mean for next year for the Tar Heels? We got to unpack that. Oh, you know, I got my scholarships chart for you ready to go. You ready? We'll get into it in just a second. Okay, Puff Johnson gone, Armando Baycott back. We got to look at the scholarship math, figure out where things are right now. So let me bring that in and show it to you. If you're watching the show, you see it pop up there. If you're not watching on YouTube, um, you can go find this exact chart on my Twitter and follow along as we talk. I've got it pinned to the top of my page right now so you can see it. For those who haven't seen this before, what I do is I broadcast out every uh, year for the next several years in terms of as long as there's eligibility left, you see it out there. So right now it shows the 2023-24 season out through 27-28. So specifically right now, we're just going to look at next season. As you see, or as you're listening to me right now, there are four open scholarships available. Let's talk about how we get to that math. Coming into the year, Carolina was going to be losing three people uh, just based on eligibility or graduating. And that is obviously Pete Nance and Leaky Black are out of eligibility. So they're gone. That brings you from 13 down to 11. And then you expect that seniors will move on until they decide to use their COVID eligibility. That's just what you do. Um, and so Armando gone. That brings it down to 10. But then you bring in the freshmen, Zayden High and Simeon Wilcher. That brings it back up to 12 meaning Carolina had one open scholarship. But then you get these guys transferring out, the four guys, Justin McCoy, Tyler Nickel, um, excuse me, Dontre Styles, and then on Wednesday, Puff Johnson. So that takes it down from 12 to 8, meaning that before the Baycott injury, or injury, excuse me, that's just like a Freudian swip, slip from this year. Before the Baycott returning news broke, Carolina had five open scholarships. That's what we would have been talking about on today's show. If that news hadn't broke, that would have been crazy. Five of the 13 scholarships available in the transfer portal. But then Armando says he's coming back. And so that brings the number back to four open scholarships with nine players currently on the roster. So let me run you through those from the oldest, or at least in terms oldest in terms of class on down. So super senior Mondo Baycott, the senior class, Caleb Love, RJ Davis, that gets us to three. The junior class is DeMarco Dunn, that gets us to four. The sophomore class is Seth Trimble, Jalen Washington, and Will Shaver, that gets us to seven. And then you bring in the freshmen, Simeon Wilcher and Zayden High, that gets us to nine of the 13, meaning they're right now, as of the time of this recording, because it can change every day, are four open scholarships. So that's what you're seeing if you're looking on the page there. And as we've already said, um, only RJ Davis and Caleb Love, that's the last class that will have the opportunity to use um, that, that COVID eligibility. So keep your eyes on that. I wouldn't expect either of them to do it, but crazier things have happened. So right now we're sitting at four. And as you look at this roster, what you see is that you you feel like, assuming Jalen Washington's health, that you are set with a, a starting front court of Armando Baycott at the five and Jalen Washington at the four. You feel comfortable with that. Again, assuming Jalen Washington is fully healthy, which we haven't heard of any setbacks during this year once he started playing. 
but you need a viable backup. So I think at least one of those four scholarships has to go to someone that's either another stretch four or stretch five, even better, right? Or somebody that is Armando's kind of size and skill set that can give him a legitimate blow. Somebody like, think about DJ Burns that we saw from NC State, like that body type who can just move people around would love that as a backup. Of course, he probably wouldn't want to come be a backup, so that's part of it too. Whoever comes in is going to be a backup. And so uh, as you start to look at what Carolina's lost, this, this started to occur to me on Wednesday. Obviously, Leaky Black is gone. He was the starting three. But then you also lose Tyler Nickel, Dontres Styles, and Puff Johnson, all who are wings, all who play the three. And it's interesting to see that, that um, you're, you're losing a lot from that three position or guys that could moonlight as a two. And so that makes me wonder a couple things. Number one, is Coach Davis planning on utilizing a heavily three-guard lineup next year? We saw it used at times this year, sometimes even a four-guard lineup. You would see like RJ Caleb and maybe DeMarco Dunn or maybe RJ Caleb and Seth or all four of those guys together around Pete Nance or around Armando Baycott. Um, maybe that's the way Coach Davis is planning to go. Another possibility is that he's already got like a, a three, uh, like a wing in the transfer portal lined up and ready to go. Someone that can just rain from outside. We don't know that, obviously, but I'm just trying to speculate at this point. Why are so many of the transfers we're seeing from that wing position? That That's not nothing, right? So keep your eyes on that. And by the way, as we think about who it could be, who Carolina could get, Armando Baycott is out here recruiting just like he did as a high schooler. Do you remember this? When Armando committed to North Carolina, immediately out of the gate, he starts recruiting on Twitter, on Instagram, elsewhere. He was recruiting like live and in person at tournaments. Hey, we got some scholarships at Carolina. Come join me. Come play with me. Like he was that dude. We've talked about how much he loves Carolina on the show already today. That's Armando Baycott. So, after it comes out that Armando is staying in North Carolina, he tweets this, who trying to come play with me, DM me. And this is classic Armando Baycott. Just like, why do, why does it have to be all cloak and dagger? Let's just get it out here and, and get the news going to say, hey, listen, right now, depending on, you know, other movement, there could still be transfers out from North Carolina. But right now we have four scholarships available. Who wants to come and ride with me one last time? I'm not, I'm not messing around. I'm going to do everything I can to propel us back to the top of the mountain. That's the goal. That's the plan. And that's the aim. That's what Armando Baycott is hoping to do. Also in real time, as I'm looking back at the chart, I've forgotten to put the carrots on Armando Baycott's name to show that he's using his extra year of COVID eligibility. I need to go back and do that when we're done here. Um, so watch that wing position. That's, that's the curious one because Carolina has a couple people in the front court. Will you know? Again, I don't think Will Shaver is going to be a major contributor. So I expect Carolina to be a player in the front court, and I think Carolina is pretty set in the back court. I mean, even as it stands right now, like if nothing changed, you've got RJ and Caleb this year starting back court. You've got Demarco Dunn and Seth Trimble, who both got a lot of playing time, and Simeon Wilcher. And so you got five guys that all play that one or two position. And so that, that again, is part of what tells me maybe Coach Davis is going to lean more heavily into a three-guard lineup this year. But then things with all those wings transferring out, you look at who could play the wing, 
And right now it's Zayden High. That's it. And he's, you know, is he more going to be more of a three or four? We'll have to see how that will translate out. But but the cupboard is bare right now at the three position. So so Coach Davis, that to me is the big focus right now in the portal is in the front court and out on the wing. So threes, fours, and fives that can fill it up from outside that are athletic and can get to the rim. That's exactly what the Tar Heels need. It's both a weird time and an exciting time. You know what I mean? It's like, this is tough. It's a new era that we're trying to adjust to, but boy, is there a lot of possibility. We'll keep unpacking it as news comes out. We'll bring it to you every single stinking day. So be ready for it. Friends, that's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Uh, please, if you would, leave a review on Apple Music and anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. It really helps get the name of the show out there. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Heels and me personally at Isaac Shade, as you see if you're watching. Email the show, LockedOnTarHeels at gmail.com. Lots of great conversations coming in there. Don't forget to subscribe, smash the like button, and comment on the show as well. We'd love to hear your thoughts about Armando's decision to come back and Puff's decision to leave. And for your next listen, make sure to check out Locked On College Basketball, our brand new show on the Locked On Network, where myself and my co-host Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know from the world of college basketball. Today is the Sweet 16 firing back up again on Friday and then Elite Eight games on Saturday and Sunday. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and anywhere else you get podcasts. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in. want to remind you that it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel, and we'll be right back with you tomorrow. But until then, peace.